You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. Oh, happy Mother Trucking Friday, everybody. And uh, hopefully everybody has had a great week. The week is over. It's weekend time. Unless you work on the weekends, then I kind of feel sorry for you. But you probably just got off of uh, your days off. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Today, we have another kick-ass podcast with a gentleman named Joe Rudy. And Joe reviewed three different brands of trail cameras with us today stealth cam bushnell and moultrie he's going to give his opinion on the uh, products and the, the cams that he's used over the years and the ones that he's purchased and, and used and uh, share some of the insight with you the awesome listener and uh, i mean i'm going to keep this intro short and sweet because it is 11:30 at night Thursday night, the night before this uh, actually launches, and uh, I want to get to bed, so it's uh, it's short and sweet to the point, but before we get into the podcast, let's hear what Matt Klein from Exodus Trail Cameras has to say about Black Flash. So no glow, black flash, essentially these are just marketing terms. And what they really stand for is the IR spectrum. Um, you know, we all are kind of familiar with infrared cameras. We get those black and white pictures at night. Some of us aren't excited about them. But, um, you know, what they were designed for is to, to spook less game. And essentially what the red flash cameras are is what we call 850 NM on the IR scale. So that's right at the peak of where human um, sight is able to pick up black flash or no glow cameras are at about 940 nm on the ir scale which is essentially out of our realm or our spectrum of sight um so what happens is we are unable to pick up those wavelengths past a few feet and i think some people can see them pretty close up but you know if you were walking uh through the woods at night and a, and a black flash or no glow camera went off you know, a few feet away, you probably wouldn't notice it. It's just that it's that hard to pick up. Why you should care about that is actually pretty interesting. If you like to hunt mature deer and you're in the mature deer, you should probably care. And the reason why is, you know, when we were developing the Exodus Lift, our debut camera, and we were kind of putting Exodus together, uh, we got about 5 million pictures during the development process. And we were actually working on a black flash and a red flash camera at the same time. And through all of our testing and those millions of pictures, we actually have data that shows that we got about 33 or 34, between 33 and 34% more, more pictures of mature bucks with the black flash cameras than we did with the red flash cameras. So, you know, it's an age old debate whether flashes spook deer or not. 
And I'm here to tell you that they do. Black Flash is not a, an exception to that, but it spooks a lot less deer um, when we look at the Black Flash versus the Red Flash. And for me and the way that I hunt, um, that's a that's a big deal. And that's, that's reason enough that uh, we actually didn't even release a Red Flash camera because we didn't want to put out a product that... Uh, that would be at risk of spooking deer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to find out more information about Exodus trail cameras, be sure to visit exodusoutdoorgear.com. And if you do decide to purchase, use the code nine fingers. That's the number nine followed by the word fingers, no spaces, and you will receive $20 off of your purchase. Now, Let's get into today's product review podcast with Joe Rudy. All right, on the phone with me now is Joe Rudy. How you doing today, Joe? Good, Dan. How about yourself? I can't complain. Uh, sounds like me and you are both at the tail end of kind of a sinus infection, stuffy, head cold type deal. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not been the greatest, but getting over it. That's right. Well, um, why don't you go ahead and start us off by telling us uh, where you're from and what do you do for a living? I am from uh, the Midwest of Ohio, um, and I work for an irrigation company. I'm actually an install manager for an irrigation company here in okay. Ohio. So. so what's that entail? Are you uh, bringing water to fields or uh, working with drainage, or what's the deal? Most of it is uh, lawn sprinklers, commercial and residential, um, and then we do do some drainage, but nothing farm industry or anything like that. No. So most most of your uh, most of your clients are residential. Uh, yeah, I'd say fifty fifty. It's like light commercial and then residential. So. Okay. Well, today. It's kind of, it's, go ahead. I said it's kind of nice because. Uh, kind of a seasonal job so i get to work full-time nine months out of the year and then the other four months i get to not work as much and it's usually during the hunting season so it works out pretty well i think i've mentioned in a, a couple other podcasts i know a guy who uh he's got he's got like the perfect setup so he works from like march april may june july august september and then his company lays him off from October, November, December, and January. He may even go back to work in February. Or, but uh, he, he, his company lays him off. So then he hunts really hard the entire hunting season. And uh, but when it's time to work, he works. So he's like, you got, yeah, sun up to sundown type work, uh, construction type work. But uh, he. Uh, He'll, he'll go through that, grind it out, and uh, that allows him to have uh, the entire the entire hunting season off. So sounds like uh, you got yeah, something similar to that. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Um, we do do snow removal as well, so I don't get to hunt um, during the snowstorms, but usually after them. So that's the only setback is getting calls at 3 o'clock in the morning to go out and do snow removal. <laughs> right. Yeah. I had a buddy down in Kentucky who owned his uh, own snow removal and I'm just like a uh, huge, like a huge snowstorm went through Kentucky and he's telling me I've been up for, Oh, what feels like three days. And he's like, I've, I've had like yeah. four, four hours of sleep in two days. 
you know, especially if that snowstorm lands on a, in the middle of the week, you're, if you, and you got uh, commercial clients, you're definitely, uh, working until that snow is, has either stopped or the work's done. Yep, exactly. So today we are going to be doing a product review podcast and, uh, we have some products and most of them here, it looks like, uh, uh, our trail cameras that you've used in the past. And uh, I guess the first question that I want to ask you is when when you're looking into purchasing a trail camera, what is it that you are looking for? Well, my first thing is good reviews. Um, since the technology is so vastly available nowadays and we can look up all the information and get the reviews my thing is mainly good reviews um i guess other than that would be something with a high megapixel photo and um something with like the no glow infrared flashlight okay all right um anything else that uh is like uh when you're looking at a trail camera it you are looking for categories that it, it has to have this or I'm not buying it or um, do, does it have to have video? Do you do you ever run video at all? Um, I do like having video, but I usually don't run it because um, a lot of my cams are set either over in Ohio we're allowed to bait, so it will be over a corn pile or in a high travel area or feeding area. So sometimes you get a lot of pictures or, and if you have it on video, it just eats up the memory cards and the battery life. So I usually stay away from the video option, but occasionally I will use it. Um, especially if I want to see which way they're coming into the camera view. Okay. So I guess let's just, let's kick this off. And, um, you emailed me and you said you wanted to start off with, you know, talk, review three different trail cameras. And we may get into some other products if we have time. But Stealth Cam, Bushnell, and Moultrie. Um, what was it about these cameras that, I guess, sold you in order to purchase them? Um, the first one I ever bought was the, one of the older Moultries. And honestly, I just bought that because it was. I was just getting into the trail camera game, and Gander Mountain had a sale on it, so I went ahead and go pick that up. Um, a lot of it usually is when I can find them on sale, to be honest with you, because stuff adds up quick, especially if you want to have quite a few cameras. So I watch the sales mostly. All right, so let's start off with the stealth cam that uh, that you purchased. Overall, like first impressions, how did it work for you? Actually, out of all the cams, it's probably my favorite cam. Right. Um, uh, I know it doesn't really matter, but the crypt, it's got like the Cryptek camo on it, which doesn't really affect it any, but it does help blend it a little better. And then um, just seeing a lot of people using the stealth cam, I knew I was going to probably get a good quality um, out of that camera. And once again, um, there was a store, I think Field and Stream had a sale where you could trade in your old game cameras and get like $50 towards a new one. Okay. And I traded in one of my old wild games that didn't work anymore and was able to get a good deal on that one as well. So 
Okay, cool, cool. So what are some features that you like about this stealth cam particular? Uh, the stealth cam, I like one thing is it's really easy to set up when you're going through your menus. Um, and it's also got some like preset, uh, I guess, options you'd say like that you don't even have to program. Okay. It has one that's already got a video mode or one that's already got a time-lapse mode. So you don't really have to go in and program it. Um, me particularly, that's kind of nice because like sometimes during the year I will switch things up to do burst mode or whatever I need if I feel I'm not getting good, not actually capturing the deer in frame. Um, okay. That was the, that was one of the main things on that. And then, um, I think the wide view was one of the other things. I know that it's got a little bit wider uh, picture than all my other trail cameras. And that just helps me obviously see more of what's in the picture and what's going on when the deer are in. Gotcha. Um, any notice anything other than, other than those things, what are some other, I guess, uh, features that really stuck out to you. Um, how's the battery life? How, how does, how do the nighttime pictures look all that stuff? Yeah, the night, well, we'll just start with battery life. Battery life so far has been excellent. Um, I run lithiums when I can. Um, so when I say when I can, some of my, one of my cameras takes C batteries and I can't really find lithiums and C's anywhere. But, um, other, the battery life's awesome. I mean, I just checked the cam, two days ago and then there was 500 picks on it and the battery still reads a hundred percent from the start of the season. I mean, this, this camera's probably taken 2000 pictures or more and it still has a hundred percent battery life. Awesome. So it is that that's really a good feature about this camera is the battery life. I don't know how it'd run with alkaline batteries, but like I said, I just put lithiums in them. So, right. Uh, so um, you mentioned it, it's real easy to, to set up Are I mean, is it, when you say easy to set up, it sounds like it has some preset features where you can go in and just click, you know, feel or uh, time-lapse or click video or click certain amounts. Uh, and I know other trail cameras, you have to go in and set, okay, I, I, I want it to take three pictures every 30 seconds or three pictures every minute. Um, is it, is it customizable to you and your needs or is it just, here's what you get. Here are the options. Yeah, it is customizable. Um, so it comes preset. I'm looking at the face of the camera online here and it's got basically like a switch on the side and it says off and then, uh, one, two, three, and then there's a custom. So, the one, two, three are the preset from the manufacturer, but you can go in them and adjust them. So you can set it up however you want. And just by a flip of a switch, you can get in there. All right. I want to switch from time-lapse to burst mode or something. And you don't want to have to sit up there at the camera for a long time, trying to fiddle with it, going through all the menus. It's real nice to just flip it and put it on whatever you want. Um, Mine, I keep them all set up mostly on just photo mode though i don't the videos just it's not useful for me as much as and i don't think i asked people like that option yeah i don't i don't think i asked you what model of stealth cam is this 
This is the G42NG. Okay. And what did that retail for? And I think for? the NG, uh, it retailed for one eighty nine ninety nine. Okay. Um, but like I said, I was able to catch a little deal where you trade in your old trail camera and get some money off of that. So. Okay. All right. Um, let me, I'm pulling up a picture of <coughs> Holy cow, excuse me. Um, You're fine. How did, how does, how do the nighttime pictures look? They look good. Um, I mean, all, almost any camera I've ever seen, they're still a little blurry, but um, it has like 42 no glow LED lights, but I still think they glow. It's just red, not like white or anything, bright white. Um, so they're pretty good. Uh, I don't have any issues with them compared to some of my other cams from the past. I mean, it's a lot better. <laughs> So the nighttime pictures are pretty good. Sounds like it's pretty easy to use. It takes pretty good uh, pictures. Um, are the pictures that you are getting, uh, do you feel that you're you're getting all the pictures? Um, is the sensitivity good? Are you getting a lot of pictures of wind or grass or tree limbs moving? I really don't get a lot of that. Um, and sometimes I, at the beginning I was, it wasn't, I feel like it wasn't picking up deer walking by at first, but I only had it taken a single photo and I didn't have it angled down the trail. So basically if a deer is running by the trail camera, it's just going to go off and you're not going to see what actually triggered that. So I learned to kind of, I did this with all my trail cameras, just kind of angle them a little more the direction I feel the deer are going to come from that way. If it does trigger it, I get more time of them being in front of that actual camera. And then I switch it to make sure it takes three photos or five photos at a time. Okay. What is the... They, it claims it has a good trigger speed, but I don't really see any details on that, though. Okay. So do you ever get pictures of, like, the first picture is, like, the ass end of a deer, and then the next three right. pictures are blank? Right. Well, no, no. I was having that problem with having it only on one setting on one picture versus having it on burst mode. Okay. And then once I flipped it to the burst mode, I was starting to catch the whole deer, basically. Okay. Now, is there anything about this camera that um, maybe you're not a big fan of? There, the one thing that I don't like is, and I just noticed this the other day, is the display acts up when it's cold. Like when okay. it's really cold, you know, some, I don't know if you're like this, but when I go up to my camera, I try to hit a button to see how many pictures it actually took right off the get go. So I'm like, yeah, I get excited for it or whatever. Right. And with this, it like when it's cold, it, it just takes it a few minutes to kind of get the, I don't know if it just needs to warm up or what, but it just takes a second to hit the menu button for it to show you how many pictures are on the camera. Okay. So, but the camera seems to work fine in the cold. It's just the display acts up a little bit when it's cold. Gotcha. All right. Now, is the time on the camera military time or is it like AM, PM? Uh, it's AM, PM, I think. I'm pretty sure this one is AM, PM, but I think you can maybe even adjust that. I'm not for sure. Okay. And then um, how many megapixels is this trail cam? Mine 
is actually a 12 megapixel. I don't know if they make the 12 megapixels anymore because everywhere I've looked up, I can only find the 10 megapixel ones. Right. So I don't know if I got uh, one that they don't make anymore. Because I looked up, I tried to find it the other day because I was actually interested in getting a few more of these. And I couldn't find the one with the 12 megapixels. So. Gotcha. Now, is this, uh, when you do run your trail cameras, um, do you run them at the highest megapixel possible uh, or in the highest resolution? Or is there a certain type of uh, settings that you run your trail cameras at more most often? Yeah, I usually do go for the highest megapixel that I can get, the highest resolution. Um, mainly I'm, my cameras aren't necessarily getting tens of thousands of photos every time I go out and check them. So I'm not worried about memory card space or anything like that. So I do like having a higher megapixel. Okay. I like setting the, my, my wallpaper on my computer to some of the bucks I get to see on the camera sometimes. <laughs> Perfect. So this, so this stealth cam here, um, are you happy with its overall performance? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty is, happy with it. Is this a product that you would recommend to uh, other hunters? Yes. Okay. All right. And it was 189, but you got it on discount because of a tra- uh, camera trade in. All right. Right. All right. Cool. So let's get into the Bushnell. Uh, what model of Bushnell uh, did you get? Uh, the Bushnell is a Trophy Cam HD. It's the Essential ER, which I think is like extended range. I think that is what that stands for. Okay. And uh, first impressions with this camera? Um, out of the box, I really liked it. It's real compact, small, smaller than most of the cameras. Um, it isn't. It doesn't have a camo on it. It's just like a really dark brown. But out of the box, it looked good. Um, and it actually, it was another one of the things I caught it on a sale. So I wouldn't buy the super high dollar cameras, but this one actually was on sale and went ahead. And it was another 12 megapixel trail camera as well. So. Okay. And this was, you said, uh, the Essential E2, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So say what kind of batteries does it use kind of double a's still yep this one i think the stealth cam took eight and i think this one takes eight double a's as well okay all right so you you go and set it out um the very first the very first uh time you pulled the card out of this camera were you were you happy with the results based off of uh you know your card pull yeah, actually, I mean, off the card pool, I was. Um, the first time was great. Uh, the second time wasn't as great, but that was more user error. But um, I was really impressed with the quality of pictures okay. on the bush now. Um, and I, I let this, where this camera sits in one of my hunting properties, I call it like a, it's not a high travel area. It's more of a low travel area, but it's known to have mature bucks use that area. So I don't get a lot of, pictures on this cam so i did let this one run video for a few months and the video the sound everything's just really good compared to all my other cameras okay all right 
So did uh, did that eat up? I mean, when you were running this on video mode, um, what size SD card did you have? Um, I run 16s in all of mine. Okay. 16 gigs. Did that fill up so, fast? Um, no, it, it honestly, it didn't. I mean, it did, but it didn't, I, I guess, if that makes any sense yeah. at all. Uh, it used up about half of it, probably. For The first time I set it out, I didn't touch this camera for two months, so it did get to load up some photos and video and stuff like that. But I was still had room when I checked it um, gotcha. after I the first okay. time I put it out. So is this a – you know, you mentioned that you had uh, – some user error problems. Is this camera user friendly or did you just do kind of a bonehead move? Uh, that on that instance, it was a bonehead move. I think, um, I think when you put the memory card in on the bottom of this camera right. and like the batteries stay attached, it's like a door system. So the whole camera swings open all the batteries you can see, they're actually visible. And then the, uh, menu buttons and the display is all on the front part of that door. And so when you, sh when I shoved my memory card in the bottom, it hit the lock, the little lock slot on the side of the SD card. And it locked my memory card. Oh, okay. And so I put it in and as I pushed it up, it hit that little switch on the side of the memory card. And I go to check my show camera a month later and there was no pictures. And I'm like, what the heck? This is a brand new camera. And then I looked at it and then at the top of the corner on the display, it actually showed the memory card with like a, like a hash mark through it saying like it was full or something. And then I pulled the memory card out and I was like, Oh, damn it. <laughs> so did, did that happen a lot with this camera? And now, nah, that, well, now that you know that it, it, this, this happened, um, are you constantly like putting it in and then taking it out and putting it in again to kind of double check? Well, I kind of learned my mis I learned from my mistakes, <laughs> and I actually said that's never going to happen again with anything. So I just put a little dab of super glue on all those on all my memory cards right okay. where that little switch is, so it prevents it from switching that switch. Gotcha. And yeah, I did at the first when I went back to that camera, I kept pushing the memory card up in and out to see if there was something in there actually grabbing it. And it didn't seem to do it again. So I might've just jammed the memory card in there too hard at the first time or the second time. And it just caught the edge of that and flipped it down when I pushed it in there. Man, I tell you, I would have been, I would have been livid. I don't know at who or what, yeah. but I would have been pissed. I was. Yeah. <laughs> see, it's, it's kind of funny when a, when a grown man is stomping and pouting like a little baby because his trail camera doesn't work or whether it's mm -hmm. the trail camera's fault or, you know, like you said, user error. Right. So, yeah, that's no so good how, sometimes. Yep. So the pictures, the pictures turn, they seem okay. Uh, nighttime pictures quality, like the daytime pictures. Yeah. I mean, they're not as good quality, but they're still, I mean, you can definitely, I mean, I get pictures where this, camera is it's set kind of where three trails come together and i have it facing down on the straightest one out of them all so i've caught deer on camera probably up to 60 70 feet at night in front okay. of this camera that is triggered it so it's got pretty good range at night too okay uh 
and with lithiums, I take it you run lithiums in this too because they're double uh, A. Yep. Okay. Good. Uh, good battery life. Yeah. Um, this one it doesn't seem as good as the Stealth Cam, um, but still, right now it's probably running at sixty percent um, since I put it out this year, which is fairly good. I just this year is my first year going with lithium batteries, and I kind of kicked myself in the rear for not doing this before. Right. Right. Although they are, you know, and I can understand why a lot of people don't. I mean, it's an upfront expense. They are they are more expensive, um, but you know, after talking with uh, Matt Klein from Exodus about you know the science behind lithiums and how how much better they are for your trail cameras, it's uh, it's a no brainer to to run them. Right, so, and that's kind of where I picked up on it. So. Right. So this camera, I think uh, maybe we touched on it, but uh, uh, easy to use, setup's easy. Um, is the functionality, would you say that the functionality for this trail camera as far as maybe setup and, and different uh, uh, camera options is better or worse than the Stealth Cam? I would say, if anything, the setup's a little, it's not as easy as the Stealth Cam. And back to the, wanting to see what how many pictures you had taken right while you're right there at the camera switching memory cards or putting batteries in or whatever the the thing with the bush now it has a switch and if on this inside and it's off setup or on well you can't hit a button to make it just show the display you actually have to flip it down to setup let it sit there a minute and then it'll pop up and say oh you got 500 pictures or okay no pictures because you didn't put your memory card in right or <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Um, anything about this camera that you're not necessarily a big fan of? Not right now, but the only thing I could foresee is uh, the one thing I personally don't like about it is how it is a door camera, meaning the whole, basically all the electronics is in the front of the camera and then the batteries sit in the back. Gotcha. And there's like a cord that comes from the back of the camera and it runs up to the face plate and dealing with irrigation controllers all the time. I see stuff like that. And over years of opening and shutting, opening and shutting those cords can wear out and potentially create a problem. But I've yet to see that being, I've only had the camera this season. Right. So out of those two, if you were to, you know, there's only two trail cameras in the entire world and it was the stealth cam that you have or the Bushnell that you have, which one of these trail cameras uh, would you purchase again out of those two? Probably the stealth cam. Okay. What, and what did the, uh, what did the Bushnell retail for? I think I bought this one for either 119 or 129 or something like that. Okay. So roughly one, I'll just say 130, which puts that at $60. The Bushnell $60 cheaper than the, uh, the stealth cam now. And this, this is kind of a question I, I, I didn't touch base on is the housing seem durable. Like if you were to drop it, it wouldn't crack or, um, cause I, I've had some trail cameras in the past where they, the, the plastic seemed 
maybe fragile at sometimes certain areas or it just felt thin. And then I've had some really heavy duty trail cameras as well. Speak to that. Um, well, on the bush now, I feel like it is a durable plastic and I actually have dropped that camera the second day I had it just in my basement playing around with it. But, um, it, it feels I don't know. For as small as it is, it's got some weight to it, and it feels pretty durable. Um, same with the Stealth Cam. Uh, I know a lot of guys that have had Bushnells, and it was kind of like a mixed review. And one of the guys says, "Well, they're kind of durable." So, and that was kind of why I went kind of on that raid towards that way. So, okay. So you're saying, but out of these two, if you had, you know. 190 bucks laying around and you're going to buy another trail camera with it you would you'd be going with a stealth cam right yeah yeah definitely go with the stealth cam okay now um i noticed here on the bushnell there's a little bullet point on their website that says temperature range negative five degrees Fahrenheit to 140 degrees Fahrenheit now i (laughs) i myself have never uh witnessed 140 degrees i've never been around anything 140 degrees as far as temperature is concerned but i have been around at negative five degrees have both of these trail cameras performed well in the uh, in the colder temperatures i i personally feel they do um put it this way we we had it's actually been up and down weather here in ohio one week it's 10 degrees the next week it's 50 and uh there's a couple days this year already that dipped down into single digits with the wind chill we were at 15 below and i have some pictures that actually say like i think it said minus eight on the actual time stamp of the photo off the bush now um and the stealth cam seems to be taking pictures fine in the cold too and from your previous podcast talking with the guys from Exodus, I think the lithium batteries helps that more yeah. than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think you're right. I mean, I've had trail cameras in the past where at thirty two degrees, right? So freezing, that the cameras just yeah. they just shut off. They did not work at all. <laughs> yeah, so, that don't work well. No. Especially like thirty two degrees, man, I wanna be hunting in that. You know, that's ideal conditions. Yep. So, yeah. all right. So anything else that you uh, want to bring to the listeners' attention as far as the uh, uh, Bushnells are concerned? Um, I like how compact it is out of the four cameras that I do use. And their trigger speed is like, it says, uh, three-tenths of a second trigger speed. So I think it might be one of the fastest triggering cameras I got, too. Okay. So those are the... Those those are like my pros. If I had any cons, it'd, it'd be me personally. The setup part is a little different compared to the stealth cam, and this doesn't have a battery tray like most of them do. You have to like if you have gloves on or something, you got to change the batteries. You have to like take your gloves off, get the batteries out of the back of the camera, and replace them. Versus other ones that have battery trays that you can still change the batteries with your gloves on almost. Right. Okay. All right. Now, let's talk about the third trail camera, and it looks like that's a Moultrie. What uh, what style of Moultrie is that? Okay, um, I have two of them, so I guess I'll save the best for last. <laughs> uh, 
this one is a Moultrie M880. Okay. Uh, generation 2. All right. And so this oh, one's another one that takes eight AA batteries as well. Okay. So uh, first impression on uh, this one. Kind of chintzy, to be honest with you. I was kind of disappointed on Moultrie on this camera. Um, it just felt kind of like you were saying earlier about you had truck cameras that felt sturdy and ones that kind of felt chintzy. And I felt this one felt a little chintzy. Um, other than that, I've had a good experience with Moultrie. So I was just hoping for the best on this. It was a, another one of the deals that was on sale. Uh, at Gander Mountain or something like that, like at the end of the year season clearance sale type thing. Okay, what did you what did you spend on that that particular camera? Uh, I think I think it retailed for one nineteen, but that sale I think I was able to get it for like eighty nine dollars. Okay, so normal retail price is about one twenty. Right. Okay. Um, overall first impression. Uh, like it's mostly, I mean, it's not bad. It, it was kind of, you get what you pay for. I feel like on that one, there was nothing that really was like, Ooh, this camera is awesome. And there's nothing like, Oh, this camera's junk. Yeah. So it was more or less like a budget buy and I got what I paid for. So, okay. Now, when you say you got what you paid for, when I, when I think of when people say that, and especially about trail cameras, um, a trail camera is designed to take pictures based off of motion. Um, did, did for this Moultrie, did it perform like that, uh, in the timber? I mean, did you get the, the pictures that you were wanting or did you feel like, Hey man, this just trail camera, just it, it missed shots or it, the trigger speed was slow or maybe the camera didn't work every time. Um, it's actually funny you say that. It was more of the opposite. The first time I put a car, or pulled the card from the camera, I came up, the battery, it was completely dead, shut off. The whole camera, brand new lithium batteries, and it filled a 16-gig card. And it ended up, from the time I walked away, it took a picture like every second until it killed the batteries and filled up the memory card. <laughs> so you Straight did, out of the box. So you didn't, um, did you play with the setup? like the, the functionality with it before you put it out or was, was it? Like yeah. A, I mean, I kind of what I did on that one. I, I kind of remember it. I did buy it. I usually do take them home, put the batteries on them and um, play with them, get used to the camera. That way I don't have to worry about messing with that stuff out in the field. And, uh, I would, I, one of my buddies said, you got to watch the sensitivity. Well, I couldn't find a sensitivity level in this camera. Some of them have where you can turn the sensitivity up or down. And he mentioned that's probably what happened, but ended up, I replaced the batteries again, put a new memory card in it, and it did the same exact thing. Okay. I actually ended up re returning that camera and getting an exchange for a new one. Okay. So, so you paid the 120 for it. You put it out in the timber and you just ended up returning it because of the of it, that specific thing happening more than 
one time. Once. Right, right. Okay. And if it, if it wouldn't have done it again, I may have let it slide, but it did it basically back-to-back, so I went and exchanged it for another one. And, of of uh, the same exact kind? Same exact camera, because um, I just thought it was kind of fluky. Right. And it the new camera, I got it, and it was working fine, and then just recently it started doing the same thing again. So it's like, do you think it is because there is a little piece of grass that it's catching moving, or do you feel that it's just it, the camera malfunctions and it's just, all right, well, I'm going to take a picture every second until it dies? I, I think it's more malfunctioning, um, mainly because where this camera is, there is like really no grass. I mean, it's in the timber, but there's it's kind of wide open a little bit. Okay. And that first one that, that it did it the first time I thought, Oh, maybe a spider build a spider web in front of it or something right. like that. And made it trigger all night long. But, um, yeah, I just, that was really frustrating dealing with that. Oh, I bet. And I don't think, I don't, I don't think there was grass or anything like that triggering it just because I'm having it. It started doing it again. It's done it once this year. It hasn't done it since that time and this is once on the second camera right that i've got so it's kind of it seems like it's a repetitive thing so i i almost i mean you so you still do you still have that moultrie or did you return it as well i still have it um it's it's funny like to return it i didn't have the box originally or the receipt so they were kind of giving me a hard time about returning it well, luckily, one of my friends bought the same exact camera, and he bought an extended warranty on it, and I was able to kind of exchange it under his warranty and then bought him a new warranty. You see where I'm getting at? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but I'm still using it, but if I get more, it'll get retired eventually, I'm sure. Set right. it into my driveway to catch people pulling in my driveway or something. Yeah. Did, uh, did you... So... First time it happened, the first camera that you bought, it happened twice. The second camera that you, you went in and exchanged it for, you um, it happened after, uh, you know, a period of time. It went back to that, you know, taking several pictures and then killing the battery. And then how is it performing now? I mean, do you have it out? It is out. Um, and it, I mean, it is capturing photos. I don't know how much. It, uh, deer it might be missing um i got it basically on one of my backup properties is what i call it like a place i don't hunt that much gotcha. so that camera don't don't mean as much to me i'm not as bummed out if i'm not seeing a lot of deer on the camera or anything like that um it, it but i am using it um the battery life seems to be doing better now that it doesn't take a picture every second <laughs> um so how was that problem fixed than, it, i mean I don't, I don't know. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't know if it was the camera. At first, I thought it was me, and I went through all the settings multiple times, and I've not been able to find a way to turn down the sensitivity. I've looked through the manual, so like on my notes here, I put sometimes it goes crazy, and I feel it has a mind of its own, and it goes crazy. <laughs> okay, man, I tell you what, there's nothing worse than putting a trail camera up 
and not knowing if it's going to perform, especially like, let's say, let's say you had a big piece, you know, a big buck on your property and you're like, all right, I'm moving all my trail cameras from other properties on to this property in hopes that, you know, I get, uh, I get a shot, you know, so I can try to figure out this pattern of this big, big buck. And then not knowing if that camera is going to perform, man, I would feel that 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 feeling would just suck. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of why I basically pulled it off my main hunting property and put it on one of my backups just because I'm not going to throw it away. I'm going to put it to use if it, when it does work correctly. (laughs) Gotcha. All right. The only other, the only, only other really bad thing with that camera, um, or more bad things with that camera, I guess I should say, is like where the SD slot is, where you put the card in. It's just kind of a tricky spot. And it's like, if you don't have fingernails or a little pocket knife on you, you can't get the memory card to um, pop all the way out of the camera itself. Okay. So just little things like that are kind of a pain with that camera. Right. So it's not like I even want to talk to you about the functionality you know, or the other aspects of this camera, it just sounds to me like you've been almost more negative things happen with it than positive things. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, there is, and it could, it could just be, I got a bad camera or two. I mean, I don't see it happening twice, but right. maybe it did. It does have like the quick start and it's got good video quality, but the night pictures are a little blurry. Your buddy uh, have any problems with his camera? Yes. <laughs> okay. So he's had, he's had to do it too. All right. So Not three three problem, trail cameras. Right. Three trail cameras. Actually, it could be even more on that return slip, really, because I think we had one that a battery tray like melted in it. The same exact style camera. So. Man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so that's not. So don't good... buy. Uh, Small tree M80, 880. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that so you would recommend not to buy this product? Right. Okay. All right. So now I'm not even going to go, I don't even want to talk about that anymore. That your experience and not only your experience, but multiple experiences with the same style of camera and then your buddy having problems w- with it as well. Um, I don't even really want to talk about it anymore. Uh, so yep. did you you mentioned that you you have another Moultrie that you that you purchased or yeah. had. Yeah, which, well, which one's this that? one. Uh, this is a Moultrie D five five IR XT. Um, this camera is an older camera. It's the first camera I ever trail camera I ever bought, and I bought it in two thousand and thirteen. Okay. Um. I think I paid $99 for it. Okay. And it's like a 50-foot range. Okay. So then how, I mean, how, how has it performed in the past uh, three three years, three seasons? It's kind of one of those things, like, I hope it never fails because it's one of my favorite cameras. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's weird. You you think with all the newer ones that are out, but this one, I just basically it's like old reliable, you know. Right, right. 
I have a I have a trail camera like that too. I know it's going to take pictures. Uh, the picture quality isn't the best, but I'm not looking necessarily at certain at certain periods of time, uh, especially if I'm on a buck and I'm just trying to figure out where he's coming in or out. Um, yes, a really good high quality picture is awesome, but if I know if the picture is good enough for me to know who the buck is, then that's good enough for me, if that makes sense. Right, right, right. right. So talk to me a little bit about this camera. Um, well, like I said, I bought it in 13. Um, it was, it's really easy to set up and it runs on C batteries. Now, back then I didn't think anything about it. C batteries, no big deal. Well, nowadays it's hard to find C batteries in lithium. I have yet to find them on the shelves. I'm sure I might be able to look online and find some, but in the same time, I think the C batteries is kind of like it's little niche you know the the really good part of it because the battery life i mean the batteries this camera i put it in a spot up on a field top and it gets pictures all the time and it's really an active camera i guess you would say and i put the c batteries in in july or august when i started the camera and it's still running strong i mean i checked the memory card the other day and it was at 65 percent or 70 percent or something like that Okay. Um, is, um, is it easy to set up? Yeah. Um, it's like, I think this was like one of their little flagship years of the their game cameras, I guess. Because a lot of the D55s I've heard of are really good. Um, the only, sorry, I just lost train of thought. I'm watching the Dallas Green Bay game and they just tied <laughs> it up. <laughs> <laughs> Multitasking. Sorry about that. <laughs> yep. All right. So, um, the so is it the functionality? Is it easy to work? Um, is there a lot of customization, or is it just uh, like when you say old reliable? I think of turn it on, put it in the woods. Yeah, that and that's kind of what it is. I mean, yeah, you can set it up on video mode. You can set it up on. Um, time lapse you can set it up on the burst but it, it's basically you got like a on off switch you throw the C batteries in there you turn it on and it's going to do its job there's no sound with the video and it's only like a 5 megapixel and the nighttime photos are kind of blurry but it, it's just it's, it's a good it's a good camera okay any anything about this camera that that you don't like or you've had problems with? Uh, if I ran video more, it'd probably be the no sound. Because, I mean, I guess it really don't matter having sound on a video. But it is cool if you ever have a video and you see a doe coming in and you can hear the buck grunting in the background. It's just cool to watch. I guess that don't really affect your hunting strategy. But um, And then the low megapixels, but it's an old camera. And the C batteries, that would be the only three things that I would say is the negatives, but at the same time, the C batteries might be one of the things that makes it a good camera too. I just say the C batteries because it's hard to find lithium C batteries. Okay. Is, uh, let's say you found this camera on sale for like 50 bucks. Would you buy more of them? I'd buy every one I could. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a, 
So it's good enough that you would buy. Would you buy it for 99 bucks again? I don't know. I probably wouldn't buy it for 99 bucks again, just because some of the other cameras I bought were like the Bushnell is close to that range. And I, the Bushnell is probably a better camera, but I've just had experience with this camera for so long. Yeah. If I ever find a, one of them five cam bundle deals on eBay and it's this camera, I'd probably buy them if it's at that $50 mark. Gotcha. So out of all the trail cameras that we talked about today, um, I take it the, the stealth cam is your favorite, but you kind of have a liking for that, uh, that last Moultrie that we talked about. Right. Okay. Um, have you used any other brands of trail cameras in the past or are these, are these it? No, I, I, well, I've used, uh, I think, yeah, I guess the only other brand I've used was wild game innovations. And that was like right when I bought that, the last camera we were just talking about, I bought a couple of the wild game ones and I've heard different people. Some people swear by them. It's the best bang for the buck and blah, blah, blah. But I never had any good luck with wild game innovation cameras, uh, What do you whether mean? it be the battery life or it was mostly battery life is what I was having problems with. And, uh, one of them, it got a crack in the side of it somehow. I don't know if a, squirrel chewed on it or something and it seemed like moisture got in the camera easy and it was just making i'd come to the camera to be off i'd take it home let it dry out put it back in the woods and work for a couple of days and it just quit working huh i can't so, remember what models those were right but that was, was back, like a, that was back in uh 2000 and uh 2013 you bought those cameras as well yeah okay all right, and uh, just not a big fan of them? Not of those. I mean, I'm sure they've got better cameras out nowadays, but um, I'm kind of like, you know, if I buy some something and it doesn't perform, I'm not really going to buy that product again. Yeah. So I just steered away from Wild Game. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, um, are there any other trail cameras uh, – out now, whether it's from these same companies or from other companies that you're uh, maybe looking at for 2017, or um, do you think you have a good uh, a good stable of trail cameras at this point? I would like to get more. Um, I got some new property to hunt, and they're larger. It's a 250-acre farm, so I'm going to need some cameras for there. Uh, so I am planning on next season buying some probably two to three more trail cameras. Um, I really want to try the Exodus because they're warranty and, and hearing them on your podcast and doing my research, but also want some cell cameras. <laughs> right. I think everybody's want, wants those. Not necessarily. It's not necessarily I'm going to buy it, um, <laughs> but I'd really like to have a cell camera. Um, I know Maltry makes a few, I think almost all of them do now. Um, I don't know. I don't think Exodus makes one yet. No, not yet. You, you'd not probably know better on that. Not that. Uh, so, not that I'm aware of at this time. Yeah. So, um, I would like to at least get one Exodus just to try it out. Um, I really like that warranty that they offer, and I'm liking the direct consumer type companies that are coming out too. So, gotcha. um, hopefully, I can get one of them, and then yeah, I'll try to pick up a few. 
probably in the off season if I can find a couple on sale. Gotcha. Well, I tell you what, Joe, um, I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show and uh, talking trail cameras with us today. Yeah, no problem. In the books, this podcast is over. Thank each and every one of you guys for uh, taking the time to listen to this podcast. Without you, none of this is possible. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks to Joe for coming on the show. I appreciate your time, uh, taking time out of your day to do this. Huge shout out to DeerLab.com and Exodus Trail Cameras for supporting the show. Again, without you guys, nothing is possible. And I urge all the listeners to go check out those two companies. Um, Very good company with very good people working for them. Other than that, as always, check check me out on Facebook. Check me out on Twitter. Check me out on Instagram. Uh, If you want to be on a podcast and talk about deer hunting or just about anything hunting related, whether it's deer, elk, moose, anything bow hunting related or even if you went on some kind of crazy adventure hell i'm just i'm up for just about anything so uh hit me up you can uh message me through facebook or you can email ninefingerchronicles at gmail.com that's all spelled out again thank you to everybody for tuning in this week january is almost over man i can't believe it Uh, And then it's February, and then I'm going to start shed hunting. And, uh, yeah, so, (laughs) woo! It's the weekend, and remember, if for some reason you're in a tree, I know a lot of you guys down south are still hunting, wear your damn safety harness.